The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Guys, we are here. Through it all, we are here. The Miami Hurricanes barely escaped. Hey, and Tony Romo did not escape. What's going on in the NFL? Is Aaron Rodgers still the best quarterback of them all? What is happening with Callan Carpenter? I told you these guys, I told you guys a while back, it's his eyes. He cannot see the second and third receiver. What's going on, Coach Gordon Roberts? What's happening in this NFL world we're living in? Well, Coach, you know, uh, the Cowboys might be the biggest uh, team in trouble, even though they're 2-0. and Their best quarterback uh, that really can give them a shot to win is hurt for a month or two, or it looks like two months. Now they're saying no surgery, but it's still going to be eight weeks. And their best receiver, they're still saying it's going to be uh, 10 to 12 weeks. So uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe the Cowboys aren't going to repeat, but they might because no one else in the East wants to win. I mean, uh, when you look at it, Dallas is a 2-0. The Redskins are 1-1. New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles are 0-2. I hear you, Coach. I hear you. But when we look at it all, Coach, uh, we've seen Tom Coughlin in this position many times before. You know, he's, he's found a way. To put the New York New York Football Giants in the playoffs for some way some way or another, he's done it, and uh, so we just can't count a zero and two Tom Coughlin team out just yet. And I know Eli Manning and the New York press are really giving him a very very hard time, but he's still Eli Manning with two Super Bowls under his belt, and we're still talking about Tom Coughlin, um, one of the greatest coaches of our era in this NFL um, that we live in. So I'm, I'm not going to count him out just yet. I agree with you, Coach. It's just going to be hard again. Yeah, it, it is going to be hard. It, 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 it's, it's, an uphill, it's an uphill battle for the Giants, for sure. But we've seen it happen before, Coach. And uh, But... I saw one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen a quarterback do in a game yesterday when I saw Cam Newton um, beat the the Texans 24-17, but he did an incredible 360 flip and landed on his feet 
But he fell down into the end zone, Coach. Did you see that? Yes, sir, I did. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know, and, and, and he's going to oh, wake I... up one of these days when he's in his 40s and say, damn, my back hurts. You know, because this guy gave him a good shot right in the lower spine when he was about to hit up, hit the ground. And, and, but, hey, Coach, we, we do things like that when we're in our 20s. Coach, the best thing about it is I think the kid is a wonderful player, but I'm wondering what kind of, what kind of uh, penalty he's going to pay later in life because uh, it's, got, it's got to be one of those things that are going to eventually catch up with him, I'm afraid. Yeah, and, coach, and you know, playing, Coach, um, the, Texans, the Texans played Ryan Mallett yesterday. They started him, and he was 27 of 58 for 244 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Now, this is his first start of the season for his team, and he goes out and, and attempts 58 passes? Come on. That's not managing the game. That's really an, an uphill battle from the onset. And uh, he never really had a chance. And Cam Newton, he he he's a he's a game manager, uh, and and he's definitely a a a, a fleet-footed quarterback. And uh, you almost have to be a fleet-footed quarterback in this league. Uh, he was the leading rusher for that team for the Carolina Panthers yesterday. Two ten rushes for seventy-six yards and one touchdown. Oh, coach, Cam Newton's carrying that team, and he has some yeah. from the get-go. Oh yeah, he he's 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 carrying this team, and, and 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 hey, he just signed a hefty contract. He should be carrying this team, you know. He 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 really should be carrying this team. Hey, but coach, I'll, I'll say it again. Callen uh, Kaepernick has problems with his vision, and he's playing on a very bad team, a team that's lost a lot. Players that retired, players that they let go, um, and it's and it's a lot on his shoulders. And he really does not want to run the ball anymore because I don't think they want him to run the ball. So that takes a, a big element away from his game, and it, and it makes him sort of uh, almost one-dimensional. It takes a dimension away from his game that, that that's a survival part of the game, and um, he's, he's, he's not – he's hurting because of it. Uh, Coach, and the thing about it is, if you watch most of that game – of course, the Steelers were in charge of it all game long. And, uh, uh, I mean, when you look at the shots that, uh, that uh, Antonio Brown, you know, just, just schooled them all day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Coach, when, when, when you look at Capitex numbers, 33 of 46, 335, two touchdowns, no interceptions, those are pretty good numbers. Um, when when we look at um, Ben Roethlisberger, 21 of 27, 369 yards, three TDs, and no interceptions. You're going to win with them kind of numbers every time. You're going to win. And I don't care what your running game is, you're going to win with those kind of numbers. But, Coach, now they yeah. got the steal of the year. Uh, Williams has gone in there. Uh, and and replace Bell because Bell's ineligible for the first four weeks, and he's given them great running back, you know, work the first two weeks. I mean, they lost that first week, but 
but it wasn't because of him. He had uh, 124 yards that first week against New England. Yeah, and De- you talking about D'Angelo Williams? And he's he's he for four yeah. Carolina Panther running back, um, twenty of twenty twenty rushes, seventy seven yards, and three TDs. Wouldn't you like to have him on your fantasy team? Oh, coach, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'd love to have him on my fantasy team right about now. Man. And so, but coach, this this season has been really kind of wishy-washy up and down. The New Orleans Saints, I said it last week, I think they've held on to Drew Brees that's a little too long. And really, Sean Payton is on the hot seat like you would not believe in New Orleans. And and you just never know with, with their owner. They may keep Sean Payton and Drew Brees for another 10 years and play them and coach them. But uh, I think the fans of New Orleans are, are going to start um, raising their voices, maybe even start wearing old bags over the head if they go 4-0. 0-4, I mean. Yeah. And, Coach, that could happen because they've got Atlanta who's playing pretty good defense and pretty good offense. I don't think anybody's. Uh, stopping Julio Jones, and then uh, and then I think after them they've got uh, <clears throat> I think they've got Carolina. Yeah. So they've got and and you know and we have to applaud Tampa Bay and and Jameis Winston, Lovey Smith uh, for Jameis Winston getting his first NFL uh, victory, and uh, I think it's a big deal. And um, the score is twenty six nineteen. Tampa Bay won in New Orleans. Big deal. You know, but Coach, um, the, the Detroit Lions are 0-2, and they are in trouble. The Minnesota Vikings are 1-1, and Adrian Peterson looked like something that we saw maybe some years ago, but he really didn't look that good to me. He struggled in that game quite a bit. Oh, you thought so? I really thought so, yeah. Well, I don't think yeah, I think you, you. you can't sit out a year and come back and be the top of the game right off the bat. I think that uh, it's going to take a while, but I think uh, he, you know, he he felt like uh, he was he, that he felt like when he talked to the press after the game that his his game was getting back together. Now that might just be him saying that, uh, but it was his first game in Minnesota in 658 days, you know, and that's got to be a big help for him to know that he can still play. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, that's a, that's a big help. But uh, I watched some of that game yesterday, and uh, Adrian Peterson had, I, I think, two fumbles. One, they they uh, recovered. Um, the other team recovered. Um, the Detroit Lions recovered, and it was a penalty on it which offset the fumble, and another fumble the Detroit Lions recovered didn't do anything with it. They had to punt the ball away. But later in the game, um, he got out to some – he got some big runs off, but he had – like I said, he had two fumbles and he lost one. Um, it, 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 he's, he just didn't look that that good, especially early in the game. And, and Coach, and I'll say this, in the, in the age of football that we see now, we're just not going to see guys have 29 rushes. You know, you don't you don't see guys in the NFL get the ball 29 times. I guess unless you are Adrian Peterson, but I don't. Um, 
I don't see this as um, a very impressive um, statement by Adrian Peterson. If we see a couple more of these, I'd say something. But I think I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to more have to weigh heavily more on the arm of Teddy Bridgewater if they want to have any kind of success this season. If they're thinking they're going to get their money out of Adrian Peterson, no, no, no. Adrian Peterson has gotten their, gotten his money out of them. Um, he they're not going to get a good return from this. I think I really because Adrian Peterson, what is he like? 30, 34 years old now? Thirty three. Thirty three. Well, yeah. he, he gave. Gave him 134 yards. I know he put the ball on the ground, but uh, and he had 29 carries. But coach, again, my whole thing is the guy hadn't been on the field in over a year, and so you know, you know, 650, almost two years because he only got to play that first game before he got suspended last year. So he's he's going to take a while to get his feet back as good as he was in the past. I don't know. With that much age, if he'll ever be exactly the Adrian Peterson we remember. I, I don't either, Coach. But, hey, um, I think, like I said, I, I really I really feel like they're going to have to rely a little bit more on the arm of Teddy Bridgewater than the legs of um, Adrian Peterson if they want to have any kind of success this year. But, Coach, we, we saw something. Uh, if you didn't see this, if you didn't see this crash coming, um, something's wrong with you. You know, I just and because Jay Cutler is 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 soft as is like the tissue that we like to have. You know, soft as is, is 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 toilet paper, and and I'm not even I'll, I'm I'm gonna make his soggy toilet paper. He that soft, you know. And but, coach, if you thought that Jimmy Clausen could be a reputable backup in this league, and it would resemble anything that could be a win in this league. I never saw that happening. And he is the only quarterback the Chicago Bears have on their staff behind Jay Cutler. What are they thinking? Uh, you know, I agree with you, but I think the big story in that game was how good Carson Palmer's looking. I'm telling you, the Cardinals might be the sleeper team in the league. They might be the best team in the league, and nobody's paying attention. Well, uh, you might be right, and um, Carson Palmer is a is a wily old veteran quarterback, and uh, I, I'd like to see him uh, in a Super Bowl. Last Fitzgerald, eight receptions, 112 yards, three TDs. Come on, wow! Uh, I think that's very impressive for the old guy. And, um, you know, you got to love it when you see um, Larry Johnson still make, Larry Fitzgerald still making plays uh, in this league because um, they, we're not going to see him much longer. No, no. Yeah. And it would be great for me to see uh, the Cardinals win because of uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer because they've paid the dues in the league, and it would be great to see it be their time. Hey, and it, and it might be, Coach, the way, the way this league is, uh, is is panning out right now. You know, probably one of the best games of the day was the um, New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. And Rex Ryan had hyped this game up as as if it was like a playoff game, you know, um, and, and it had a playoff atmosphere. And, you know, and, and I, I think that, 
Uh, Buffalo Bills gave them everything they could handle. Oh, coach, the Buffalo Bills scored uh, 19 points in the fourth quarter. You know? The only problem is yeah. the Bills in yards to uh, Brady. Yeah, you're right. You know, come on. When Tom Brady put up numbers like this, 38 to 59, 466 yards, three touchdowns. Come on, yeah, and no interceptions, coach. You know, those are just those are perennial Pro Bowl numbers, and that's exactly what he is. And uh, and it doesn't matter who he's throwing to, and whether it's Julian Edelman or uh, Rob Gronkowski, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, or, or any of those receivers. And when you look at a list of people that he threw the ball to every week, it's probably going to be longer than any other quarterback in the NFL because he's Tom Brady. He definitely spreads it around. Yeah. And I give Bill Belichick a lot of credit for um, the way he can uh, scheme things up. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a great uh, X's and O's kind of coach. And, I mean, he can he, he make people move around so many times – before, before the ball is snapped. And you really got to be on your P's and Q's when, you, when you're um, going up, up against Bill Belichick because they move people so much. You know, and then you look up, and the guy might be in the same place he was when he, when he started, but it makes you think about it. Bill well, Coach, you know, you could say, you could make the argument in the AFC South that the Jacksonville Jaguars are in first place. They're one and one. <laughs> well, and Coach, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars got their first victory uh, yesterday against the Miami Dolphins, a team a lot of people thought and talked about um, being a playoff team. You know, and, and one of the headlines coming out of out of this game, Coach, is uh, uh, Dominican Sue is, is freelancing. He's not running the defensive scheme that the Dolphins are running. He's running his own thing. What do you think about that uh, as well, being an old head coach? Coach, I'm going to tell you, uh, he couldn't play for me doing that. And eventually, I don't care how much money he's making, you can't let him do that because it's going to tear down your whole team. And Miami last year was coming on because they played together. And that kind of attitude will kill a locker room, and you know that. We both have coached enough to see that happen before. Right. And, you know, uh, I was hoping when he left uh, Detroit that uh, he'd leave some of that garbage behind. But as we see now, in the second week of the NFL season, he's already making headlines for the wrong reason. And this is just not a good team player. And, and, uh, and you hate to see super athletes like this not be good team players. And I really hope that he can um, he can turn it around and, and make a difference because he, he is a, a special kind of player, you know. And, he, and he's in a special place, South Florida. It can, it'll, it'll, it'll kill you or it'll, it'll make the best out of you. And I, I hope he can make the best out of it down there and, um, and do the right thing. But, Coach, um, the San Diego Chargers and Phillip Rivers um, broke Dan Fouts' record yesterday, 255 touchdowns. And um, I think I thought that was really, really, really nice because I watched Dan Fouts growing up as a as a um, as a young man, 
I thought he was a super quarterback and an, an incredible athlete. Uh, didn't look like an incredible athlete, but boy, could he throw that ball, quick release, and he could throw the deep ball as pretty as anybody I've ever seen. But Philip Rivers broke his record yesterday. And he doesn't Although look like he lost to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, 24-19. Well, Coach, I know we got to go on break in a second, but when we get back, I want to talk about the old man. And who is the old man, Coach? Mr. Payton. <laughs> hey, you know, Coach, uh, Peyton Manning, he's, he's not just old. He's legendary. Hey, guys, this is Sports Info. You and I'm on the Voice of America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. And, uh, Coach, probably one of the most exciting games of the week was the Peyton Manning Kansas City Chiefs. The Denver Broncos playing the Kansas City Chiefs. On Thursday night, um, Peyton Manning threw two late touchdowns to tie the game at uh, at twenty four twenty four, and all of a sudden, 
um, Jamal Charles with, with about 20 seconds left in the game, and I thought the Kansas City was just trying to run the clock out. Um, he fumbles. Uh, Peyton, um, Denver Broncos picks it up, scores a touchdown, and the game is over 31-24. Wow. What a way to lose a game. Hey, Coach, they're in first place. They're 2-0. and And everybody's been saying, oh, Peyton is done. He can't get it done. But he got it done that last drive for sure. Yeah, he, he definitely got it done. And and um, I'll, I'll say this. I think Peyton has weapons. This kid, um, Demarius Thomas, he's a real deal. You know, and oh. Emmanuel Sanders, he, he, he's oh. done some things. But um, I, I think he, he – and he's another guy, Coach, that he spreads the ball around. He really doesn't have a favorite receiver, even though I think um, the kid Thomas, he goes to him um, probably more than anybody else. But him and Emmanuel Sanders have 14 targets, you know. So they he, he goes to both of them equally as much. But he threw the ball to 10, 10 receivers. Eight guys, excuse me, not 10. But eight different receivers uh, caught passes from Peyton Manning on Thursday night. So it's not a favorite receiver. He's throwing to the open receiver. Make and Coach, he, can, he, he doesn't have the physical tools he had at one time, but his mind is just as good in the game as it's ever been. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that because some of his passes are, are floating a little bit, you know, uh, and – and and you just can't that's that's not a good thing for a quarterback not to have accuracy in his game. When a part of his accuracy leaves, you know, someone could get hurt, um, and his passes could get intercepted. So that's something that we we're gonna have to keep an eye on uh, throughout this season, coach. With, with Peyton Manning is his velocity, his accuracy, and hey, he's thirty eight years old. Nine years old, and like he throws, he throws the ball more with his lower body than he does his upper body. And uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a if they win uh, and they continue to win, it'll be because of his mind more than it is his body. That's that's for sure. You know, coach, but uh, the Heisman Trophy winner Marcus Mariota for the Tennessee Titans. Took a vicious hit yesterday in an NFL game against the oh, Cleveland yeah. Browns. A game that they lost fourteen to twenty-eight. And Johnny Manziel got his first victory as a starter in the NFL. Wow! Do you think we're going to see uh, Johnny Manziel as, uh, as a future star in this NFL? Well, I don't know about that, Coach. You and I talked off the air about maybe he's learning that you have to be somewhat of a game manager. And I, I believe that's true. I think that uh, we're going to see Johnny understand the game enough. Like we were saying before we went on air, he was only 8 for 15, but he had no interceptions, and he had two TDs. And uh, uh, between the Johnson kid and the Cromwell kid, uh, they had over 100 yards in rushing. So... He managed to do what had to be done uh, for them to put up 28 points, and that was enough to beat uh, uh, beat uh, Tennessee. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Coach. But um, 
you know, here here it is again. We're, we're talking about uh, Johnny Manziel having um, 18 attempts in a game. And on the, on the flip side of that, Tom Brady has 59 attempts. You know, it's, 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 it's night and day. And I understand that, that we want these quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, to manage the game. But sooner or later, it becomes more um, than just managing the game and, and having two big plays um, to um, uh, Travis Benjamin, former University of Miami wide receiver. Um, he had three receptions for 115 yards and two TDs. And Don Mazzell had eight completions for eight of 15 for 172 yards for two touchdowns. So 115 of his 172 yards came from two plays from Travis Benjamin. From, no, excuse me, three plays from Travis Benjamin. Yeah. Well, he has a lot of work to do. Well, I agree, but uh, what I'm saying is, is that if it calls for it, he's proven now that he can win. He didn't try to run all the time. He only rushed three times for one yard. So it wasn't like he did last year, scramble around every chance he got. He sat in the pocket. He did find the open receiver and he completed the ball. And so uh, he got his first win. Uh, uh, Cleveland Browns are, uh, you know, they're right there with, you know, they're right under the Bengals. Uh, they're, they're tied with uh, the Philadelphia, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're ahead by game on the Baltimore Ravens. So, Johnny did what he had to do. He helped his team win the game. And I think as long as he'll continue to do that, the people in Cleveland will be happy with it. Hey, if he continues to win, and you're right, I don't care if he throws for um, uh, um, 110 yards, it doesn't matter. If they win, he's in. Hey, we got Kevin Hansen on the line. Kevin, what's going on? You on Sports Info UN, Voice America Radio. You call, you talking to Coach O, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, man? Coming to you from the Florida, man. What's going on? Hey, um, um, having a great life here, um, talking about this NFL, talking about the college game. What's happening with you? Hey, hey Coach, I got a question for you. Why come when the guys that are – Great quarterbacks coming from the college league. These guys are trying to make these phenomenal quarterbacks be pocket passers. Because they don't want them to get broken half by these guys that run four threes and they weigh 260 pounds called linebackers. They want them to play next week. And the safest <laughs> place for them on the field is in the pocket. That's why. Well, I remember Cordell Stewart. He was a slap. You play, right? You see how long Tom Brady's played, and you watch how long people like. Um, um, well, well, let's talk about him. How, how about the, one of the best running quarterbacks that's come in the league in in probably the last ten years, Robert Griffin? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Look what happened to him. 
it's just not a running, a running quarterback's league, man. And these guys really, they, 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 these injuries that these linemen are now trying to put on quarterbacks. You look at a, a guy that doesn't even run, Tony Romo. He just suffered his second um, collarbone broken. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point, Coach. Yeah. And, so so yeah. where is the safest place for an NFL quarterback? Hey, I guess it's be in the pocket then. But I think, right. I think the quarterback, is he's more dangerous, he's more of a threat, he's not in the pocket. I think as a, as a quarterback slash running back, he, he poses more of a threat to another team. Right. I, I, it, there, is a, there is a place for um, some quarterbacks to run the ball, and we've seen some quarterbacks run the ball and be effective, like Michael Vick. But Michael Vick was a drop-back quarterback first. And the thought of a quarterback being a running back in the NFL, it just doesn't work. And we looked at people like Tim Tebow. And, you know, he was criticized for being a running quarterback, and that's just what he is. He's not a pocket passer. And in the NFL, if you're not an Andrew Luck or if, if you're not a Carson Palmer or you look at, look at the top quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, these guys are pocket passers. Yeah, and, and and really, man, it's just I think it's just it's a safety issue, and all the all the rules of the game are designed to protect the quarterback because um, you know the quarterback is the most valuable player on the line. Hey, Kevin, thanks for calling, man, and don't hesitate. Give us, give us a call anytime on the Sports Info You and Radio Show. What about them Jags? Hey, man. Gonna be a good one. All right, I'll holla at you. Keep it easy. Have a good one, man. You too. Hey, Matt, who we got on the line? Hey, well, let's talk to Danelle. What's happening, Danelle? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how how's everything? I know you're very excited. The Jaguars got their very first victory yesterday. Um, what, what's going on? What's going on in Jacksonville? Y'all still having a parade and a party? We don't fight anymore because we're used to winning now, and we just, you know, start the season now. You know, we know the second week of the season we got our first victory on our belt, and we're just trying to build the momentum and keep it going. Yeah. You know, I, I was looking at that game, and I think I saw the light switch go on for uh, for Bortles. I really think we saw something that's going to be very special coming from this guy, and uh, I think I see a bright future ahead of him in Jacksonville. Yeah, I like the way they, they're, they're bringing borders along. I like the way they, how they're building the team up. I mean, they're building, trying to build it inside out with, I mean, with the, you know, the O-line and D-line and then and getting different piece, pieces there. Like, you know, TJ Yeldon, we got him in late round. We got a young receiver core. Wish we had Blackman there, but he cannot be able to get his life together because he would be great if we had him and with our receiving core. And building up our defense, it kind of hurt that um, the guy that we drafted number three from uh, Florida got hurt so early, and we don't have him out there bringing in that pass rush. But I think that for the most part, we're doing, we're doing pretty good. We should win more than three games this year. Oh, definitely. I, I really think you all will win more than three games. And um, and that receiver, that this guy, um, uh, Allen Robinson, he just came out of nowhere and, and really is tearing it up. You know, six. Six catches, 155 yards, two TDs. Yeah, he's 
you know, he's, he's trying some things up. But I'm going to tell you, the sleeper on this team, and he's not a sleeper because he's a giant. And his name is Brandon Linder, and uh, he's a right, a left, left guard for Jacksonville. No, excuse me, he's a right guard for Jacksonville, number 65. And he just manhandled uh, Dominican Sue all day yesterday. They talked about Dominican Sue doing a freelance or whatever, but he had his hands full with that second year uh, right guard from the University of Miami, 6'6", 320, Brandon Linder. And, hey, he is going to be a Pro Bowl offensive lineman before it's all over. I promise you that. Well, we need that because we got to be able to protect Bortles. And if, if we can't keep them all right, then we can't win no games up here in Jacksonville. Yeah. And, and Bortles, is a, he's, he's one of those um, athletic quarterbacks. He's not a running quarterback, but he's an athletic quarterback. And I think that makes a big difference. Um, 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 Blake Bortles has shown that. He's not out to run. He's out looking for receivers to throw the ball to. And if, if T.J. Yeldon can come around, I'm not so sure he can because I'm not so sure he's going to be big enough to take take the pressure that comes with this NFL. Uh, how do you feel about him? I think he's good. I mean, you know, last year we got Toby Gerhardt, and it did seem like he, I don't know, he wasn't looking good. So then they had Denard Robinson back there. But, and then I never thought that he would be to withstand a 16-game season at running back with all that pounding they take. But P.J. Yeldon, I mean, he, he got nice size, so I thought that he would be able to take some of the pressure off of Denard Robinson. You know, in the, in the NFL now, you got to have two backs anyway. It's not a one-back league anymore. So I think Yeldon can come split time with Gerhardt and Denard Robinson. And that can and that also mean that we can use Denard Robinson in other areas to, you know, put him in the slot to catch the ball or, or have him in the backfield, catching the ball in the backfield and stuff as well. I, I agree totally. Um, the league has definitely turned into a multi-back league. Everybody has two, three, four running backs that they're playing, and, uh, and Jacksonville is no different. I'm not so sure we can count Toby Gerhardt in that just yet. But um, they do need some help. Um, because Denard Robinson, I, know, I heard he um, sprained his knee yesterday, but um, he, he is a, a fascinating athlete. He can do a lot of things for the Jaguars, and um, he's done a lot of things for them since he's been there. Uh, so I think you're right. I, 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 would, I would have to agree with you. I think T.J. Yeldon, um, Denard Robinson, and um, hey, and this, kid, this guy, uh, Bernard Pierce, he, he's, proven, he's a proven running back in this league. So uh, expect some things from him down the road. So uh, I think yeah. I think Jacksonville's going to be a, a pretty good team this year, man. I, I really like what I see, and maybe maybe it's the league is down because I think that could be one of the things. So we have a lot of parity in the league. Everybody's good, you know, and, and a win is a win is a win, you know, because a lot of people talked about the Dolphins being a playoff team this year and talked about Jacksonville being in the cellar. Well, hey. A win is a win. And I think yes. that's a real proof that they are, they are hard to come by in the league, this, uh, a win. And um, especially beating the Dolphins, as they, as you said, they were picked to be a playoff team. I didn't know how they actually picked them over the Bills. So I think the Bills are pretty stacked. And to have uh, Rex Ryan there is pretty – On running their defense. I mean, if you go back and look at even when Rex Ryan was in Baltimore um, – Every defense that he was a part of was one of the top defenses in the league. So, I think 
they still got to get over the hump of New England, but just like we got to get over the hump of um, of Houston and and all the other teams down here in the AFC South, so that we can um, get us get us a playoff get us a playoff spot. I don't think the Jags will be a playoff team this year, but I think the way they're going they, in the next couple of years that we can be back in the playoffs. Yeah, and I agree. Um, you know, they have to get over that hump of New England, but um, um, guess what you guys got to do this Sunday at 1 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough yeah, you got to get over that hump of New England. You understand what I'm saying? And you don't really just have to get over the hump of New England. You have to get over the hump of Bill Belichick. He probably got spies in y'all locker room already. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> That's one thing yeah. that Bill Belichick is good at. He's just a, a, a great X and O coaches uh coach and, and that's uh, a lot of it that's how he New England beat a lot of teams by X and O. They come up with different packages that you like had game for they they try different things like they had the with the, the tackle eligible last year against the coach that threw everybody off when they scored a touchdown with that play. There's something else that, you know, you got a game plan for it. There's only so much time in the day that you can um, go ahead and game plan for all these different formations and different plays. Well, hey, Bill Belichick keeps everybody on his toes, and he has the grunt. You know what I'm saying? He has the best tight end in the game and possibly one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Hey, Daniel, thanks for calling the Sports Info UM radio show, and don't be a stranger. Call us next time the Jacksonville Jaguars get a victory. Oh, no, call us next week when y'all beat the New England Patriots. Will do, will do. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll be talking to you. Hey, guys, that was right. Neil from Jacksonville giving us a Jacksonville Jaguars update. Hey, guys, we're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, before we run out of time, let's jump right into this college football. And we got Eddie Williams Want to give us a little talk about what's going on down South Florida with the Miami Hurricane? And Eddie, you know me and you, we big fans of the Canes. And how do you feel about these people flying these signs over the stadium, talking about Al Gore must go, bring back the glory, bring back Bush Davis? What's up with that? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I just look at it like you know what I mean. I look at the glory days, right? And every program, right, has its ups and downs. But, I mean, we've been down too long. You know what I mean? It's time for Al Gore, right? He done put his time in. It's time for him to move on. It's time for us to try some new waters because they're not the same team. They don't play with the aggressiveness, and they don't have the intensity like they used to, man, because, look, how you going to get out on a team 33 to 10 and you can't finish? That's been the, that's been the wrap on up the last four, five years. We can't finish. Yeah. And you know what? You know what, Eddie? Our team is full of NFL rosters. The NFL rosters is full of University of Miami players. If they're coming in and going out the back door, going to the NFL, he should be doing a whole lot more with these teams. You look at three players on the, on the Jacksonville Jaguar team. Um, this kid, um, Ambrose Thur- Thurston. Um, and and uh, offensive line. Brandon, Brandon Linder starting offensive guard for the Jaguars. Um, this kid, um, um, Alan Hearns, uh, very productive wide receiver for the Jaguars. These are kids that within the last two years, all three of them were at the University of Miami. And here these guys making plays and starting in the NFL. Come on, man. Oh, you know what I, mean? I think? He, I think he's uh, just he's a little bit too conservative, too laid back. You know what I mean? Because. When you got a team down, you got to put, you got to be able to take them out. And yeah. all his teams, right? He 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 pulled a card too quick. He pulled right. a card. He's not aggressive enough for us. Yeah. And Me, and I'm ready for him to go. I mean, I'm a king. I'm gonna just voice my opinion. I'm ready for him to go. Well, Eddie, uh, it's a lot of people feel the same same sentiments you have for Al Golden and. Uh, one of the one of the banners said, "Fire Al Golden." These banners are expensive. <laughs> I flew around the whole game. Yeah, so hey, you know, it's it's a lot of people that have a lot of money. You want Al Golden to leave town, so somebody oh, yeah. might be willing to uh, buy out his contract and and send him down the road. It's a lot of people want to see Butch Davis come back to Miami and uh, 
and, and finish something that he wasn't able to finish because he was lured by the money of the NFL and the Cleveland Browns. Right. And you know what? We it's need those types of coaches to come back to the U.M. because um, he fits that atmosphere. He fits Miami style. You know what I mean? And then what he could bring back, he can bring back some stability back to the program. The program ain't got no bite like it used to. You know? Right, right. We don't, we don't have that. Uh, the sting is gone. The bite is gone. The fear is gone. It's just yeah. The fear. Ain't nobody scared of Miami now. No. Back in the day, everybody no, used to see in Miami. They right. can't wait to get us on their schedule now. Right. Right. So, right, and that, and that's something that Al Gordon really uh, has not been able to bring to the program oh. since he's been there, and that's that mm-hmm. aggressiveness, the, um, the 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 tenacity, or what a lot of people say the the word swagger came. From the University of Miami, you know he yeah, not because the worst right wasn't even in this there. You know, so hey, but well, listen, that was always great talking to you. But I want you to tell them, to go, you know, maybe hey, I want you to tell them. Hey, tell them Jacksonville fans, some Jacksonville fans, the buck stop next week. Tell them Christmas come once a year. They done had it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right hey, um, You know, right, they're going to be playing Tampa Bay in a few weeks, too. Uh, okay. Jameis Winston looked good yesterday. You know, yeah, he looked well, good. He, he looked real good. The he looked, hey, the defense looked good. That one looked good, too. Yeah, the defense looked very good. It's, it's yeah, unbelievable good. that they were so, looked so bad against Mariota the first game, but Mariota brought something to the table that the NFL really hadn't seen before. And then yeah. it looked so good uh, this week. It was, it was night and day. Yep. Well, Eddie, hey, thank you for your radio show. And, hey, don't be a stranger, man. One more question before we go. Is a Popka pop football still undefeated? Yeah, we're still undefeated. Still undefeated. We're going to be in the state, state uh, playoffs for sure. Yeah. Okay. I see. We'll be uh, And we'll I'll be seeing y'all when y'all play D-Land in a couple of weeks. Oh, we already beat D-Land. Oh, man. We already beat D-Land. We beat oh, D-Land and Dr. Phillips. Well, are y'all coming to Daytona to play mainly? I'll have to check. I'll check. I'll check and I'll give I'm going to have to check that, too. But when you get close okay. up, up my way, I'm coming to see y'all play. And if I have to come no, to Orlando, no. I'm coming to see you. You might have to come to Orlando, boy, because they, hey, they, we got some movers and some shakers on that team. I'm coming to see y'all play, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, thank okay. you for calling Sports Info Radio Show. We appreciate it all the time. All right. Peace. Hey, Coach, that was Eddie Williams calling us, talking to giving us an update on the University of Miami and what's happening down south. A lot of people are, are discouraged. Uh, that um, Al Golden could could just basically lose such a heavy lead he had um, on an uh, okay Nebraska team. At one point, Miami was uh, winning. Uh, I think it was thirty-three to uh, to ten, and uh, Nebraska came back and tied the score and and really made a game. Actually, took the game in the overtime. And where Alaska's quarterback threw an interception in overtime that uh, that sealed the deal, and we kicked the field goal uh, to win the game. And coach, I, you know, I, I agree with you and Eddie were saying, but you're all a three and zero, 
And like I said before we went on the air, you'll be giving them some love if they're undefeated going into Florida State and win. Uh, then our goal will be all right. <laughs> okay, Coach. If, if he beats Florida State, um, that might that'll save his job. If he's if he's four and zero, goes in there, beat Florida State five and zero, and win five more games, he may save his job. No, Coach. If he beats Florida State and wins that side of the coastal, then I say he'll definitely keep his job. He might even get an extension. If he gets in the top ten at the end of the season, I'm not saying he might not be in the final four, but if he gets in the top ten, they'll give him an extension. Hey, Coach, we got a call on the line, and uh, we got to take this one. This is uh, Walt. What's happening, Walt? Hey, up and down. What's going on? I know, I know what you want to talk about. FSU in Miami. We were just talking about it, and I'm just saying, I, I, I heard my, that. Uh, I FSU did not look good Thursday night. What's that? FSU did not look good Thursday night. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Our offense did not look good. Our offensive line looked shaky, but I am pleased with how our defense is playing. That was the first shutout we've had in a long time. Granted, it was against a subpar offense with Boston College, but the fact that we didn't give up any points, uh, it just goes to show you that our team is going to – our Florida State is going to have to lean on their defense this year um, and just hope that the offense can pick it up and our offensive line can grow and get better throughout the season. Well, I, I think it's going to be a very good game. If we can get past Cincinnati, um, I think it's next Thursday night, and then on October 10th, we played Florida State at the Campbell Stadium. Oh, man. This is going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game. And if both these teams come in undefeated, it's going to be a huge game because we're scuffling and trying hard to get in the, to be ranked. And Florida State, is, Florida State is already in the top ten. Hey, and it's, it's, it's a rivalry game. You know, it's one of those games where you just throw the records out the window. And it's gonna it's gonna be a, I think no matter what happens between now and then it's gonna be a knockdown drag out good game. Both teams are young, both teams are hungry, and both teams are just trying to get better. So I think it's gonna be a good game on both ends. Oh yeah, and this and this game means a lot to the whole state. You know, everybody wants to uh, recruit from this game, and if you if we can beat Florida State, this is gonna keep some of those guys that are leaving Miami going to Tallahassee in South Florida. Yeah, you know, you know that's not going to happen. Hey, I, I know, I know. And then Florida State is a is a is an outstanding football program, and I I applaud Jimbo Fisher for um, being able to hold his team together, and really has not faltered at all from um, when Bobby Bobby Biden left. Uh, matter of fact, people don't even talk about him because Jimbo Fisher has has not. Um, that lost the step. He's kept everything, everything on the up and up. Hey, Lee, thanks for calling Sports Info for your radio show. And don't be a stranger. We're flat out of time. Give us a give us a shout out to anybody you want before we go, though. Oh, I just wanted to give a shout out to you, the rest of our family, man. And I just hope you continue continued success. Hey, thank you so much. And keep on listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice of I America sure will. Radio. 
We really appreciate it. Every night, 8 to 9 o'clock. Hey, guys, we'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.